When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. In the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Yeah, that was an ass-kicking to start the Kevin O'Connell era of Minnesota Vikings football. That is the first time, by the way, according to the Star Tribune, Aaron Rodgers has started against the Vikings uh, for what, like a decade and a half or something? It's the first time he has ever failed to score 10 points in a game. So ironically, we've been talking for how long about, boy, the offense, more innovation offensively, and early on we saw a ton of that. And it was one of the great defensive performances that we've seen going back years and years and years. Uh, you guys have stumbled into the most fan-friendly, interactive show in all of Minnesota sports, maybe even the world, for all we know. It's hard to measure for sure. Uh, this is Vikings Ventline, part of Purple Daily. Phil Mackey, we got Judd Zolgad from U.S. Bank Stadium right now. We got our executive producer, Declan Goff, spinning about 100 plates. If you'd like to get on the show, we're going to give our thoughts here, and then we turn the show over to you guys. If you'd like to get on the show, send requests to vikingsventline at gmail.com, vikingsventline at gmail.com. We'll try to get to as many people as possible throughout, I don't know, an hour and a half, two hours, whatever. And the only rule is really keep it clean, please. Okay, don't just keep keep the curse words off. Keep it clean and don't get us fired. And real quick, this show is presented by our friends at Surly and also TCL. TCL is one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. They have a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Gentlemen, the Vikings are above 500 for the first time in 987 days. How does that feel? Amen. Hallelujah. Um, it feels it feels good because, you know what, this was fun to watch. So my, my big thing was, what are you going to show us? And, how, and what are you going to show us that, that obviously the previous coaching staff that got blown out for didn't? Um, and I just want to start with the offense. And, and look, I mean, this was step one. They didn't play in the exhibition season together. This was just like step one. So, like, there's a lot more to, to go. I guarantee you O'Connell's going to talk about, well, it was good, but there's a lot more. Uh, but I just want to focus on, on the fact that step one was pretty damn successful. And furthermore, uh, Justin Jefferson, as good as I said in training camp that I expected, and I was off the charts, like, I, I said, this is, the, this is the next Moss type of guy. Um, I think he was superior today to what I sold. It was as impressive 
a performance. Literally, if you throw him the ball, the odds are if it's inbounds, he's going to catch it. Um, this Dude, is he's, what, he's just open. He's just like open well, on every play. Gonna, it's ridiculous. And I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, there were balls, passes, not thrown his way that should have been, and I think that will be rectified. Everybody else here is playing in the rhythm section. Thielen, Osborne, <laughs> Cook, they're all, they're all, they're in, and, and that's important, right? Like, that's important. We got some symbols. We got some symbols. We might have a harmonica. Yeah, uh, exactly. But this guy, this guy is up front. And, and I mean, how much better is Cousins going to be? How much better is this offense going to, to be as stupid as this might sound where after two years of him being really, really good but not being used as much probably as he could have been today, I think you bordered on the right amount of J.J., and it probably can be more, and that is what really excites me. Just as a guy that gets to watch this team 16 more times, if he can stay on the field, oh, my God, was that fun. Yeah. Dex, what, what what are your just initial? Uh, you got your before I die T shirt on. I do. You know they can't win a Super Bowl before they die if they don't win games like this. So, yep. well, uh, first to crack a nice little hyper modern uh, IPA for Judd Zolgad and for everyone else on the screen here from our friends at Shirley Beautiful Brewing Company. And, yes. Uh, and mm. yeah, it, I mean Judd is Judd's right. It was second fill basically from everyone else on Justin Jefferson on. There was a point. And I believe after the first quarter, because uh, they had the Vikings offense at the ball a few times. And I realized, you know, they went to Justin Jefferson a ton in the first quarter. Where has he been? They went like eight consecutive plays without targeting Justin Jefferson. And, you know, they stalled out a few times. I think they had a three and out. Um, they punted both those times. And it was like, just feed the ball to Justin Jefferson. And then there was so many other moments where he's literally putting his hands up. JJ, that is basically to say, feed me the football. Everything runs through Justin Jefferson. It's it's hilarious that Adam Thielen was basically an afterthought today. K.J. Osborne was an afterthought today. Dalvin Cook had over 100 all-purpose yards, and he was Dalvin Cook, but he was honestly an afterthought today. This was maximizing Justin Jefferson into that Cooper Cup role that, he, that Kevin O'Connell said that he was basically going to be, and Jefferson, who said he wants 2,000 yards, might have been uh, underselling himself. It was the Justin Jefferson show. I would. Uh, I'll give you my quick thoughts, and then we'll and then we'll turn the show over to fans here. By the way, we already have thousands of people in here right now on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. So thank you guys for hanging out with us. And uh, if you're new or if you haven't already, please click subscribe on the Purple Daily YouTube channel, and uh, we will then deliver you not only these interactive post game shows, Vikings Vent Line, but daily Vikings content. You can also find us Purple Daily on any. Uh, podcast uh, distributor, Apple, Spotify, the Score North website, the Score North app as well. But I, I found myself just sort of with this this goofy grin ear to ear throughout the entire first half. Just, I mean, even just watching the formations offensively, it just it felt modern and it felt different. Like, wow, they're just and they even they showed the stat at one point that the Vikings ran 42 percent of the time last year. They ran what's called 11 personnel. So one running back, one tight end, and then the, the receivers aren't listed in the count, but it'd be three wide receivers. So less than half the time. Today it was like 75 or 80% of the plays were three wide receivers on the field. And the I mean, the pre-snap motions and the jet sweep actions were just, like that stood out aggressively in the first half. And it's something, it's not that we didn't see pre-snap motions last year or under Mike Zimmer, but it was so much different than what we've seen the last eight years. And the result in the first half especially was uh, was exactly what you would have hoped for as a Vikings fan. 
there was one play where the Packers, I'm not joking, J.J. went in motion uh, from the right to the left side, and the Packers ended up with a lineman on him. And he caught a Oop. pass, of course. Oops. <laughs> but, but I'm just saying, like, that's, that's the lack of preparation. That's the lack of, oh, my God, this is and, – and I, I think that the Packers were trying to spend much of the day playing zone, so they didn't shadow Jefferson, which I would suggest might be a good idea. Yeah. But nonetheless, like when you end up with a 6'5", 6'4", 6'5", guy okay. on Justin Jefferson, good luck to you. Hope yeah. it goes well. So, again, thanks to, to TCL TVs, thanks to Surly Brewing Company for powering Vikings Ventline. Declan, who should we start – the 2022 vent line season off with here. Who is under center? Who's the leadoff man? All right, QB one or let's, woman. Uh, let, let's go to let's go to DJ. DJ, what's up, man? You're on Vikings vent line. How are you? Hey guys, how's it going? I'm I'm in Croatia on my holidays from Ireland. I usually watch this at 1 a.m. Irish time, and I just want to say I've seen more innovation from Kevin O'Connell in the offense than I've seen in 14 years of supporting the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> it was absolutely incredible. It it was ref- so refreshing to see. So what was what 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 made you smile most today? What what was your favorite thing that you saw today? Two deep safeties. Justin Jefferson is still an option. Yeah, I mean yes. it, it, it. It's so refreshing to see. Yeah. Yeah, what, it, was, it wasn't like the Packers. It, was, it wasn't like the Packers didn't know going in. No, we got to account for this guy. And then when he gets off to the hot start, it wasn't like they didn't sit there at halftime and say, okay, how can we? Now, he didn't do as much in the second half, but he still winds up with 11 targets, nine catches, and a career high of buck 84. And they knew going in they were going to try and take him away. And the Vikings I mean, still shoved him down their throats. I mean, I mean, if the Packers score more than one score, Jefferson's going over 200 easy. Mm-hmm. But they didn't need it. They controlled it as soon as... They shut the Packers down again and again and again. JJ was just a passenger because he could be. And and that's a big positive because that kept them fresh. Um, and I just thought the innovation on the offense was something I'd never seen as a Vikings fan, being an Irish Vikings fan for 13, 14 years. I've, I've never seen that level of innovation in the offense. Yeah. And there's more to come. That's the nice thing. Like, this is a baby step. Like, this is your first step into a game in three yeah, weeks is, or this, so. This is the first time they've... One unveil here. So. Yes, yes. DJ, thank you for Thanks, leading guys. off the season here in 2022. Let's keep it rolling, Dex. Who is next on Vikings Vent Line? All right, I, th- I think this is a family affair. I think these are three people. I think we got Will, yes. Ben, and Norman. Yeah, so three dudes on one screen for what's going on. Yes, gentlemen, we're on. Yes, and guess what? In Justin Jefferson, we trust, baby. Woo! Oh my God, seeing that innovation with Justin Jefferson, it does. Like like the previous guy said, it does not matter. It does not matter. Justin Jefferson cannot and will not be stopped. And that O-line, besides maybe Ingram and Bradbury, they cleaned it up later, but that was some of the best O-line play that we have seen in quite some time. I'm, We're all absolutely looking forward to the season. They're, all, they're playing Madden right now, but um, yes, <laughs> thank you guys for having us on it. Woo! Skull Vikings, baby. Love it, dude. All right. Will, Ben, and Norm. Love it, man. That's incredible. Bringing the noise. And I saw someone, one of my, my PFF guys, I think it was PFF Nate. He's one of the fantasy experts over there, and he tweeted out, like, is it possible Justin Jefferson is this year's Cooper Cup? 
and with all respect, Justin Jefferson has been better than Cooper Cup for the last two seasons. It's just a lack of opportunity compared to Cooper Cup, a lack of scheme compared to Cooper Cup. This is what this was a very Cooper Cup like box score for Justin Jefferson because they yeah. gave him the chance to do this, right? The, the best part too is and and O'Connell talked about this in training camp. If you if you put Jefferson in motion, it gives you every answer to what the defense intends to do. So like it makes it a double threat because the rest of because Kirk should identify that immediately. Like these are the things that I don't think they really knew how to do in 2021. So with all of the answers to the quiz basically being given to you a pre-snap, that makes the entire thing dangerous. But, yes, Jefferson, I think that this is going to be um, be a season in which you are going to basically see for the first time in a long time a guy who, when you think he's covered, is still going to catch a ton of passes. Yeah. So this is now officially the most simultaneous viewers on a season opener. It is the third year we've done Ventline exclusive to the Purple Daily YouTube channel. Just under 4,000 simultaneous viewers right now. That's the most we've had in a, in a week one Ventline here. Especially, like, sometimes you guys, after a win, you know, you don't, you don't, um, I th- our biggest one was the Cowboys loss because yeah. everyone was just pissed and needed an outlet. But this this almost feels like the culmination of it's just, years of mediocrity and misery and there are still a long way to go this season but this feels like a celebration today among vikings fans and so thanks for packing this room and don't forget to click the subscribe button on the purple daily youtube channel dex who is next on vikings vent line yeah let's go to uh mohammed we'll get mohammed on here what's up mohammed how are you i'm doing good very glad to be on here first time uh on uh, Ventline, been listening to you guys for about a year now. Really appreciate the analysis you guys do. I feel like you guys keep it realistic, but also very informational. So appreciate it. That's also called hating. We are we are haters. <laughs> if you want the shortened uh, version of it, sometimes sometimes when you love something, you got to show hate before it can get better. <laughs> yep. Cool. I mean, so what did you see today, man? Honestly, like I loved I loved every part of it. It was just actually like an enjoyable game for once. Um, one thing that stood out was just offensive like aggression as well like, even at the very beginning of the game that fourth down near the goal line it's just like not even just taking that decision but I was just thinking oh they're gonna run the ball it's gonna get stuffed gonna be really boring but no they just like a little bit of aggression there to get that first touchdown which I loved and just all the emphasis on on Justin Jefferson as well the other thing too was just the defense was just outstanding today I mean I don't know if it's just a matter of they don't have any like <laughs> wide receivers in Green Bay anymore or what exactly or they didn't have any of their offensive line that was really good, but it was just like absolutely strong and not letting anything happen, even when momentum was starting to shift near the end of the game. But I mean, if they can keep that performance up the defense and have the offense, I mean, that'll just be amazing. So, I mean, yeah, honestly, totally. the only other thing that was a little bit annoying was that he settled for more field goals than I would have liked, but a win's a win. So I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. Thanks, Mohammed. Appreciate it, man. Good judge. So the, so his, his point is a good one off of that. Late drive, which I actually liked a lot because it ate a ton of clock. Now, you'd really like to dagger them with a touchdown there. So the, the fact that they got three points instead of seven was a little bit of a downer. But what I loved about that drive and what was heartening about it was, you know, that's a drive that a year ago or like the last two years went three and out, right? Like the Vikings have the ball, they can dagger them. Now nah, they're punting. Um, and I, I think that they ate, if I'm not mistaken, on that drive alone, five plus minutes. And that is exactly what you wanted, right? Like basically take away their time and their will. I'd like to see it be a touchdown, but that that was great. I also give Kirk a lot of credit for, I think it was a 60-yard plus pass to Jefferson. Yes. Because on, that, on this play, there's pressure. The play mm-hmm. is breaking down. 
And Kirk did what we've been begging him to do for years, which is he sort of scrambled, um, saw Jefferson, and then at what I guess would be considered the top of the pocket, made the throw. Like, this is what we've been saying is be aware of your surroundings. And instead of standing there and being sacked, he actually was proactive. And, again, if you buy yourself time and Jefferson can run, he's going to catch the ball. That was a great play by Cousins. Mm-hmm. He felt pressure from the from the top of his drop, right? That's right, from the, from the top of his yeah. drop. There you go. And he kind of did this little, like, he, it, it was almost like a shuffle, shuffle, and it looked like he wound up, you know, like a crow hop, like an outfielder in baseball or something, and he unleashes that ball down the field, but it was all about him not panicking because he saw pressure. And, Correct. you know, there's, yep. there, and there was probably some Correct. of these plays in the second half where he, he chose, a, you know, a shorter route or a, or a check down. But on that play, he resisted the urge to just dump it off to a tight end or running back and said, no, Jefferson is streaking wide open down there. I am going to move up in the pocket. And make that play. Um, who's next on Vikings Vent Line here, Declan? All right, another family affair. I think it's our guy Alex and, uh, and, and a little baby. Another yeah, family affair on Vent Line? Yeah, so we're we're coming to you from Chicago. It's our first time on the Vent Line. Ooh. Oh, I'm sorry. Here you go. Here you go. I'm sorry, guys. You know that is a, you know that's I mean, a natural that's a natural reaction for most young Vikings oh, fans. And and, and and Kevin O'Connell is trying to. You don't have to be sad anymore. Kevin O'Connell is here to save the day. Sorry about that, guys. Thanks, mom. <laughs> Um, so I, like Judd, took some bullet points throughout the game, and I just want to run through them real quick. You can talk to them when, when they're done. Number one, preseason snaps, overrated. Offense came out hot. Yes, they're scripted plays, but I like that. They came out hot. The talent showed. That was nice to see. Number two, J.J. and Thielen, they're moving all over the place. I love the motion. Give Kirk the answers to the test before the snap. Love to see it. Number three, Vikings almost blocked four or five punts today, but at the same time, they weren't hitting the punter. I really like that. That shows excellent coaching. Like Judd was saying, I like the special teams coach. He seems like a stud. Number four, interior pass protection at first was oozing pretty quickly. Not really getting bull rush, but getting swipe moved or swim moved. It got better throughout the game. Philadelphia is going to be a little bit different because those guys like to bowl you. So we'll see how that goes next week. But uh, it seemed to get better through the game. So we'll keep an eye on that. But still could be a problem for the Vikings. Um, number the next one, Dalvin, I thought was the ultimate compliment today, but not the centerpiece. That's what we've been begging for. Yes. Um, so that was great to see. Uh, I, I only have a couple more. I'm sorry, guys. No, They're dude, like, no. This is good, don't dude. apologize, this is man. This is great stuff. This is I. You're like matching my notes here too. This is awesome. Oh, okay. Bradbury, uh, we kill the guy, but let's give him credit when credit's due. There was a swing play out to the right. He killed the guy on that play. He's good in space. <laughs> it was fun to see. I, I was like, drink one to Bradbury. Um, <laughs> Irv Smith, was he on a snap count? To me, it didn't seem like he played a ton. Wasn't in there. It was, you saw Mond, Ellison in there a lot. Irv Smith, yeah. I really wanted to see him catch the ball more. Something yep. to keep an eye on moving forward. Uh, very clean game penalty-wise. Very pleased from that standpoint. Well coached. And then here's my last thing. There's 12 minutes, 30 seconds left. It's a third and six uh, play. Rodgers gets the ball, escapes to his right. And these are the plays in the past where he finds someone in the end zone. He gets that first down. He kills us. What happened this time? Delvin Tomlinson gets the sack. He was a step slow, and I think this is the little bit of regression that we're seeing from Aaron Rodgers and his however however old he is. Um, those are my thoughts. You know, I don't have a surly. My wife just took the bottle of milk. I was going to toast you guys some milk. Uh, <laughs> but I love the show. Uh, thank you for having me on. I'll continue to check you guys out daily. Skull. Awesome. awesome. Skull dog, dude. Skull dog. Bringing it. Oh, it's great. Um, 
On the Dalvin front, this is going to be really cliche, like embarrassingly cliche, but it's almost like they passed to set up the run instead of running to set up the pass today, as evidenced by eight passes, 10-play drive to start the game, eight passes, two runs on that play. And so then what happens, the Packers are shell-shocked, oh my God, if they weren't already thinking about Justin Jefferson you know, every night for the last two weeks or two months, Holy crap, this guy just, you know, did Justin Jefferson things. We got and oh, guess what happens then? More running lanes for Dalvin. So using the pass, which the Vikings have all these weapons and they have for years, to set up Dalvin Cook and do it the other way around was another refreshing thing to see today. And you've got a far a better opportunity of keeping Cook on the field if he's not carrying the ball 25 times per game. Like yeah. the whole bell, the bell cow problem is that, right? It's like, well, Cook gets hurt a lot. Well, okay, let's put him in a position to be hurt more. So I, I think by doing this now, I think what we're going to find tomorrow when we get the snap count is Jefferson and Thielen's snap counts were unbelievable. I, I don't recall seeing 18 or 19 come off the field much at all. Good. But that be, but that being said, again, when they're used smartly and they're not used in a, in a reckless fashion, I don't think that's a problem because I don't think it's snap count that gets you. I think it's what you're asked to do. So, so like as far as how the approach today went with guys playing, touching the ball, I thought it was very, very smart and, and responsible. And the most important thing is how do you keep as many of these guys on the field for 17 games as possible? Yeah, That's the question. I think the magic elixir is that before I die, surly tall boy that was in the stadium. I think I think that's the reason for the Vikings' rejuvenated health situation. So here, here's the thing: before today's game started, surly for the win. So before the purple took the field, okay? Because we're, we're talking before I die, making its debut. And by, and by the way, the Vikings now one and zero with before I die. Um, Furious, which I saw some of, and Logic Bomb. So, like, all three infiltrated, at the, and that is the 3-4 defensive line. Those or is it hands, Jefferson, Thielen, KJ Asmore? You know what? Or maybe Johnny Munt's the third guy now after. Johnny I mean, Munt exploded today Johnny for, Munt. like, two catches? All I, all three I'm, catches? All I'm saying is if you are a fan and you come to a purple game here, you can get a pregame win by drinking any of those f- fine beers. And, yes, before I die now, a perfect 1-0 as a surly beer. There Amen. was someone who probably won a sizable amount of money, probably a family member of Johnny Munt, who put the first Vikings reception of the season was going to you, Johnny Munt. I told you guys. Prop. Do you guys remember in, we in la- the off-season workouts, you. and you mocked me. You're like, ah, and I'm like, Johnny Munt, Detective Johnny Munt will catch, will catch passes. And he became today a real good fallback for Kirk Cousins. You know, he was tied for the second most catches behind Justin Jefferson today. So. And you guys made fun of me. We did. I apologize. I will be the bigger man here. I apologize for laughing at your Johnny Munt takes earlier this preseason. I appreciate I'm that. Sorry. Thank I, you. I was wrong. Thank you. And I apologize. Thank you very much. Who's next on Vikings Valley? This is the most fan-friendly, interactive show in Minnesota sports. Uh, let's go to Vikings Fan 47. I believe, I believe not only is he Vikes Fan 47, I believe he is the Director of Intergovernmental Affairs East Coast Region now, too. That's right. Take that hat off. Oh, the twins. By the way, we're having some audio problems with our director of intergovernmental affairs. We might have to bump him off the screen here. For We'll go back to you. 
But yeah, I think you should take the twins hat off because it's uh, the hat. It's the hat. No one wants to hear from someone wearing that hat right it's now. A, a loser, sure. soft ass hat. That twins hat swept by the the Guardians. We'll we'll, we'll come back to him. Who's yeah. next here? Let's go to Matt. Matt, what's up, dude? You're on Ventline. What's going on, fellas? How you doing? Skull, dude. What's going on? Not much. I'm just really pumped for that game. You know, I can actually enjoy a celebratory beer rather than a depressing, sad beer. So that's always great. Uh, some things I saw from the game that I really enjoyed. I think they played a very, like, uh, combined, wholesome game. And, like, it was exactly like I thought it would be. I didn't think that they just completely would steamroll Green Bay, but I, they had a convincing win. You know, opening drive, touchdown, I thought that was fantastic. Jefferson, you know, get him going early. Uh, that was great. The defense, you know, a little shaky maybe on that first drive. Like, almost gave up that touchdown to the rookie. But, you know, fortunately for us, he dropped it. Um, you know, big 17 nothing lead at the halftime. I really liked that. And then they uh, put the clamps down with the defense in the second half. You know, I'm sitting there thinking at the beginning of the second half after a couple of stagnated offensive drives, like, here we go again. But I think the difference with this team and the last year's teams where the defense was able to make stops when they needed to. I mean, they had four sacks, an interception, a fumble recovery. They had two red zone turnover on downs. I mean, that is just amazing. Like, a great effort overall. I know I just like bird vomited a bunch of stuff, but I'm no, not dude, this really is not for all that. So. <laughs> no, you've Appreciate you've earned it. Gr- grinding through, Matt. Thank you, man. You've you've earned the ability to to feel this good after. Again, this is the first time. This is and people are like, no, there's no way. This is the first time in almost a thousand days this team has been above 500, and it has felt like that the last couple of years of the Mike Zimmer era. So, uh, Dex, where do you want to go next here on yeah. Vikings Island? You know, let's bring our buddy on. He was on last year. He had, like, one of the calls of the year. Chris. Chris, what's e- up, man? East Coast Chris, East Coast the Chris. vice president of Fred Smoot Memories, joining Vikings Ventline here. Uh, Chris, you're muted on your end, man. You just got to unmute yourself. Just on the on the site there. Once you he yourself. will not be the vice president of uh, audio, of, audio of, of audio technician. Or <laughs> still learning, on? guys. I'm still learning. Hey, be- okay, so before I jump in it, Judd, you are completely right about Johnny Munt. I must apologize as well. I was thinking like, dude, I, I love Judd, but this is weird. What, what is I know. <laughs> I know. I saw it. I saw it with my own two eyes. I love Judd, but this is weird. weird. I think there's a lot of people in Judd's life that would probably say the I mean, same thing, just in general. I love hey, Judd, but that's a, that's a little weird. You got to trust me. You got to trust me on Johnny Munt. So, fellas, 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 I was watching the game. and Have you guys... You ever been to a restaurant that you've been to before? And when you went there, the food was like, meh. And then all of a sudden you have a good friend. This good friend comes to you and says, no, you got to go back. Like, why? Because they they changed the menu. The management is new. You got to go back. Then you go back. You order. You look at the new menu. You order the steak. You get it, you know, medium well. It's melting in your mouth. They're now all of a sudden serving like, you know, uh, handmade milkshakes. Like things are just amazing at this restaurant. <laughs> Fellas, we've been eating at the uh, our friend Mike Zimmer's restaurant for too long. <laughs> and now we're under new management. KOC, Kevin O'Connell, has taken over this restaurant. He's kept the same waiters. He's added a couple people with Zedaria Smith and all that kind of stuff who showed up and showed out today. But, y'all, we went today and we had 
a four course meal. It was incredible. It was fulfilling. Uh, I don't know when you eat good food, but you know, you still got that taste that's lingering in your mouth. Watching Justin Jefferson today just light up the field. It was must watch TV. Now, there are two plays for me that really spoke to not just the change on the team, but just the change in the atmosphere and really specifically a change with Kirk Cousins. There was one play, I think it was in around the second half. Um, it, was sec- it, was, it was either the second quarter or third quarter. I can't remember exactly where. Um, he throws it to Justin Jefferson on the corner. Uh, I think it was maybe a 15-yard throw. And uh, it was when uh, J.J. pushed off. Um, which was, it, it was a little bit of push off. I wouldn't have called it, but, you know, this is me. Yeah. But when he twisted his body to turn and catch that ball. Now, granted, he was out of bounds, and he would have been out of bounds. But I feel like that's exactly what we've been talking about this entire offseason. Kirk, it doesn't matter if the man looks covered. There are things that this man can do with his body that no one else can do. It scared the crap out of me and out of everyone else in the stadium, especially the defenders on Green Bay, because they said, oh, shoot, this dude is open at all times. Second play. That 64-yard pass to Justin Jefferson. I said on Twitter, that entire drive was all Kirk. Because, and this is, I'm, I, I'm not a Kirk Cousins fan, y'all. I, I, I'm not a big Kirk Cousins fan. Oh, you're, guy a, Kirk, you're a Kirk Cousins hater. East Appar- Coast Crest <laughs> is a Kirk Cousins hater. Apparently, at me. Anyway, <laughs> when Kirk looks down, the, he, he starts actually, he actually starts looking at the defense. Turns around makes a couple of checks, changes what needs to be changed. The ball snaps. The pocket gets muddy, but then Kirk steps up, looks for Justin Jefferson, and then throws the ball for that 64-yard catch. But you know what was the most incredible thing? It was after the play. After the play is done, and they they show you Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins gets up. He's excited. He runs over. He actually high-fives the coach. The coach is fired up. He goes over to the sideline. He starts talking to Justin Jefferson. You see, last year I went to the game in Baltimore, and I watched Kirk Cousins on the sideline the entire time of the game. At, when things started getting murky, all he would do is he would walk over to the other side with his helmet on by himself. Mm-hmm. This time, you actually see him doing something that we have not seen, being a leader on the sideline, someone who is not feeding off of but is actually trying to inject some juice into the team. I think Kevin O'Connell has brought just this air of confidence, of feeling like, guys, if things go wrong, we can get back into it. Because we all know last year, as soon as the offense stopped moving, it's trouble time. Guys start getting stressed. Kirk does the, you know, Keith Clencher, Keith Clencher, Kirk comes out. Right. You know, but not this time. No. So I, I am excited. My I am filled. I'm excited for this game next week. I thought that they were going to win, but I didn't think it was going to be like this. Yeah. This was this was legendary. You know, My I want to ask you one question here before we before we get to it because I I feel like you are repre- the, your energy right now. I, I I feel your energy through people on Twitter. <laughs> I feel it through just the people in the comment section on the YouTube channel right now. This is going to be an absurd question, but given the Vikings' lack of Super Bowls and anyone who was born after, you know, like 1967 basically doesn't remember when the Vikings were in a Super Bowl. Just the way that you feel today as a fan, considering how bad the last couple seasons felt, Mm -hmm. is this like a top 10 day of how you felt as a fan? Is is that a crazy notion? Yeah. Yeah, by far, by far. I would say the last time that I really felt like this 
was that Brett Favre to Greg Lewis back of the end zone. Holy crap, this thing might actually work out. Touchdown. Because no. that's what that was that season. Because Brett Favre was new. We know those first few games were okay. But when he threw that laser to Greg, and, you know, Greg Lewis catching that thing. Because I, I remember stuff. Like, I was 10 in 98. I clearly remember that. I remember 01. But I haven't felt like this since Brett Favre stepped on that field, man. On, on that yeah. week three to San Francisco game. Yeah. I'm excited. You- East Coast Chris, man, our vice president of Fred Smoot Memories in the Purple Daily and Vikings Twitter cabinet. Mm-hmm. Yep. We'll see you next time, Chris. Awesome see you, Chris. Stuff, mm-hmm. And, and I, I would say this. I would say that the excitement about this team, to me, right now, offensively, far more mirrors, and, and I say this cautiously, 98. Because Moss was a rookie, but Denny, but Denny knew what he was doing. See, that's, that's, we probably don't give Green enough credit for being a really good offensive mind when he had the components, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and again, Jefferson, his first two years was damn good. But you always were like, well, there's more there. Like, there's way more there. And you don't need, and, and this is, Kirk played a good game, so please hear me clearly. You don't need a necessarily Hall of Fame quarterback if you have the components that this team has at skill positions and a good QB, which Kirk is, right? So, I mean, I remember the start of 98 where it was sort of like this, Oh my God, holy cow. Like, this is a high flying circus act. I think this team with Jefferson leading the way has the opportunity to mirror that because I'm telling you right now, Justin Jefferson is as close to Moss as you could possibly get. I mean, he is catching passes he should not be able to catch. There is a Moss like, they're, they're different players, but there is a Moss like feeling to the dominance of Justin Jefferson. And also, let it be known that you guys all call Judd Mr. Negative here, that he's, he is the, the rain cloud over all of your Vikings' joy, that he just put 1998 and this year's Vikings in the same sentence about four times in two minutes. Well, again, who's going? how many teams are going to beat this team here? Now, on the road, I'm curious. But how many, when we this went was through, the best shot. This was the best shot. How many times are they going to be underdogs at home? Right. Like when we went through that schedule with the noise here, with the turf here, with what they have going for them as a whole, how many opponents are going to come here and actually be like, you know what, we got this one? Yeah. yeah. It's not a long list, and that's nine games, you guys. That's Although, nine did, games the, right did there. the New York football Giants win that game today? They did. So the maybe the Giants are better than people thought. Now I'm out of like all of my eliminator pools because I picked the Titans at home against the Giants. But, but the pa- you know, story. but the Pats look terrible and Mac Jones is hurt now. I'm just saying this team right now has a very good chance if they stay healthy and that's the most important thing to be favored in almost every home game that they play and that's 9 games, 7 true Road games, one neutral site games. I'm just saying it stacks up really well for what they're going to be doing. Yeah, we've hit another new peak here in the last few minutes. So the amount of the amount of people that are hanging out with us here on the Purple Daily YouTube channel for Vikings Vent Line. This is the most fan friendly, interactive show you're going to find in Minnesota sports. And uh, and we just we 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 turn the show over to you. So let's get back to the fans here. Let's just roll through a bunch. Declan, who's next? Let's uh let's go to AJ here. AJ, what's up, man? You're on Vikings Event Line. Oh, let's look at go. that is. Look let's at that go. beautiful can, dude. Show us your beautiful cans. <laughs> Two times to Richfield Liquors, and I had to go all three stores and found it on Blinding. So that's that's a win for me. Um, I gotta say, but they you know, they say as a kid that your biggest thing is to learn things. You know, you go to school, you learn at home. As an adult, it's to unlearn things. This 
watching this game was surreal for me. Because, you know, they get down there on the first the first drive. Fourth down, I'm like, I'm just, you know, in my brain. Oh, this is Mike Zimmer. They're going to kick this. I'm going to go take a bathroom break, whatever. And then I hear this roar out of the side of my ear. And I'm just like, oh, God, what? The Packers, like, blocked the kick or whatever. And then I'm like, oh, God, they went for it. JJ touchdown, seven up. Like, oh, okay, what's going on? Then it just, just continues to roll. Like, I find myself asking questions like, oh, my God, like, where is CJ Ham today? Like, is he hurt? Like, oh, no, he's just not on the field because we don't need it because we have Justin Jefferson. Um, it was just – it was I haven't been this excited going into a season, I think, since the year before, right before Teddy broke his knee because there was just so, mo- so much momentum coming in from the last year. And then after just – I went to two games last year, Detroit, which was – honestly, they deserved to lose. Uh, and then Halloween against the Cowboys, which it was just like – Earth shattering, deflating. Like I checked out of the season after that, and then I text my buddy who's got season tickets, and he was just like, he hit me at halftime. It's like it's different, the energy in here, and you could just see it on the field. And it was like things that I just never thought would happen were happening. Like Greg Joseph's lining up for a 56-yard field goal. I'm like, this is going in. When the last two years, I'm like, I'm not even going to watch it because I know he's going to miss. Um, it's 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 crazy. I think number one winners are certainly because this is a winner. This is sold out everywhere. I've gone to four different liquor stores and found it. And then Declan, even your performance has improved. So I was on that line. <laughs> I was on that line three times last year. And on average, it took you eight minutes to give me the stream yard invite. Today, <laughs> today, I sent the email at 636 in my inbox at 637. Look at that. It's, just, it's all up from here. Wow. Everyone's on there. Yeah, Even that. the executive producer. <laughs> His one job. Thank you, AJ. Awesome, man. AJ, great Appreciate stuff, you. dude. Appreciate you uh, coming in. He's got one of the coolest setups there, too, he with does. like the purple lighting in he the does. background. Uh, all right. Who is, who's next, Dex, on Vikings Vent Line here? Yeah, let's go to, uh, let's go to Luke. Luke, what's hey. up? Man? Hey, Luke. What's up? <laughs> what's going on, dude? Oh, I'm I'm stoked. I'm stoked that we actually won and we looked good pretty much the entire game. And, yeah, I'm really excited for this season. So how long have you been a Vikings fan for? Because you, you look like a pretty young dude. <laughs> um, ever, uh, Teddy's rookie year. Okay, so you've lived, you, you've lived a little heartbreak. The Blair Walsh yeah. miss. There's been a couple things in there. Um, the, where does this the, uh, season rank among, like, the most excited you've been so far? Well, I mean, I, I think it's a little too early to say because, I mean, there's still, what, uh, 16 games left. But um, I don't know. I mean, if, if we continue playing like this, uh, probably the best season so far. Maybe or the second best season since, uh, was it, the Case Keenum? Uh, yeah, 17. 2017. Yeah. Yep. And that yeah. one kind of came out of nowhere. I don't think yeah. we had expectations for that season. Yeah, because didn't that season uh, start with uh, Bradford? Wasn't it? Wasn't it Bradford that started yep. that year? Yeah, got hurt. <laughs> he tore it up and then and then could and barely then up. Bar- barely walk. Yeah, then yeah. then tore his knees and up. Then so tore it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like Bridgewater. <laughs> yeah, yep, so, it's uh, been a it's been a lot of different heartbreaks throughout the years. I mean, last year was just incredibly frustrating. Um, I mean, the last few years, the last couple of years, you know, with with Zimmer and everything was just really frustrating to watch i was just counting down the days to when we'd actually fire him and then we fired him what what was it uh the end of the year i think we fired him like day after literally the day after yeah monday so <laughs> well luke thanks for coming on man and uh hopefully hopefully the vikings can give you 
something to be happy about here in 2020. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully we can get to the playoffs and maybe uh, you know make a little bit of a little bit of a run. Maybe get it to the second or even third round. That would be uh, that'd be special. Yeah. All right, Luke, maybe talk stuff, a little too. Yeah. Be careful. It, it, yeah, there is. Well, I mean, it, I, I think one of the obvious counters to everything we've talked about here is it's one game. They do have to go on the road to a Philadelphia team that looked great huh. offensively today. Yeah. So, I mean, next week they're probably going to be underdogs. I haven't seen the early lines yet. So, this yeah, it's one week, but this was a really impressive first week. But they're going to be playing modern football, and I just love that, that, that fact. I, I mean, people thought that we hated on the team through the last two years, but it's because of how they played and how they didn't play and what they didn't do. And there was no reason when you have a talent like they do, there is no reason to suppress it and be like, I'm still a defensive first team. And if a person says that, you got to fire them. So like, that's why, like what we saw today, if nothing else was fun. And I don't think that they're going to now say, well, you know what we need more. We need to run the ball more and defense. They're going to, to say, how can we build upon what we did? And that's the, the enjoyable thing is you know you're going to get 17 games of what is now what qualifies now as entertaining football. That's my big thing. Well, and also just one one more quick thing and we'll get back to fans here, but I've been saying it for the, the Zimmer thing felt great for the first 4 or 5 years, but then it, it stagnated. He didn't buy into Cousins. It 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 just the last 2 years just felt like a death march for him. And I say, you know what, when you get a chance to flip the script, the defense thing worked enough to get them back to the NFC Championship game in 2017. And you need to play really good defense, even if you're an offensive-minded team, as the Vikings showed you today. So I'm not saying defense isn't important. But in terms of the identity of the team, in my life, the best Vikings teams, the 98 team, the the, the Mike Tice teams that went to the playoffs and like on, on a shoestring budget, and then... The Brett Favre of 2000, they're all track meet offensive teams that will boat race you to 31 or 34 points and make it really hard for you. And that makes it easier for the defense because now you're playing ahead and you can you can do more things getting after an opposing quarterback. So I, I would love for that to be the case that, hey, you're going to come in here, you're going to be trailing and, it, and you're probably going to have to score 30 points inside of the stadium. You know, uh, who is next on Vikings Vent Line Dex? Yeah, let's. Uh, we will keep it rolling here. Let's go to Jake. Jake, what's up, man? You're on Vikings Event Line. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? What's going on, man? What'd you see today? Uh, well, first of all, I'm coming to you from uh, in between Commanders and Ravens territory. I'm oh, sorry about that. Right. So uh, it was nice to be able to watch a Vikings game that actually mattered. Um, first of all, I I I really loved the game. It was really great to see. Like you were just talking about modern football and not feeling like it was antiquated. That was really, really refreshing. Um, I, I do want to potentially pump the brakes as awesome as this win was. I agree with you on that. That's sort of what I wanted to talk about. Because um, next week is a road game. Um, and there were a lot of things that sort of made this game a perfect storm. Um, you know, all the Packers injuries, uh, their seeming inability to play at their level when it comes to week one, um, the Watson drop. Um, I think, I mean, I, Judd, you and I had talked about on draft night um, whether or not that trade was a good idea. Um, and I, I thought it was incredibly ironic that Watson ended up dropping that for multiple Incredible. reasons. Um, Dude, and again, I don't want to take away from the moment because any day where we can beat the Packers and make Green Bay fans miserable is a positive day in my book. 
However, um, you know, there was no Bakhtiari. There was like, there were a lot of factors here um, that I feel are important. And uh, again, I'm not trying to piss in anyone's lemonade, so to speak, but I, I think it's important to keep that in mind uh, going forward for the season. Yeah. No, Jake, I think, I, th- I think it's, I think we need a couple, not a full like bucket of cold water, but we need some cups of cold water here just to keep people in mm-hmm. check. And I, th- I think all your points are, are a hundred percent fair, man. Appreciate you coming on Vikings Ventline. Thanks, Jake. Okay, he's right, but here's the thing. We have seen teams, the Vikings included, but we have seen several teams in this town be given gifts and turn them back in. Uh, your guys are out. No, 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 that's okay. We'll, mm-hmm. uh, we'll, we'll ease through the game, and you'll win in, in the fourth quarter or final period or in the ninth. Um, yeah. So I, you know what? Guys are going to be hurt. That's this league. It's the natural course of things. So, look, I'm not going to rain on. I'm not going to rain on the parade of a team that took advantage of the Packers' problems. It's that simple. Yep. They did. They did what they yeah. had to do. And and by the way, this game and they did it well. It may have felt a little close at one point when the Packers had the ball down by two touchdowns. Like, oh my god, what's going to happen? But this game was actually never close after about the ten minute mark of the first quarter. You lost to Cooper Rush in this building last year. I'll repeat that. You lost a Cooper freaking rush in this building. If you can, for the most part, dominate an opponent that's a pretty good good team, what, two or three consecutive seasons of 13 wins, right? I'm not going to rain on that. Cooper Rush beat you. I savaged you. We all, sa- we all savaged them, and they deserve to be savaged. But, you know, am I now going to come back and say, well, if they have Bakhtiari and they have blah, blah, blah. Okay, yeah, they're probably improved. But the Vikings took the circumstances that they were given and played a really good game. And that is something that the 2020 and 21 teams simply did not do. Yeah. Vikings Ventline, the most fan-friendly, interactive show in all of Minnesota sports. Purple Daily, by the way, is Daily Vikings Entertainment. And uh, you can find some of our spinoff shows, too. The Before We Die podcast with Thor Nystrom and Jesse Pierce. And also Realistic Randy Rant, one of the OG Vikings Ventline uh, fans and callers from way back in the day when it was uh, a radio show on 1500 ESPN. And we've got Trenches with Boone, Alex Boone, back. And so we'll pop another episode early this week. And please click the subscribe button on the Purple Daily YouTube channel if you haven't already. And uh, we'll sling you daily Vikings entertainment therapy, whatever you need from us. Uh, Dex, who is next here on Vikings Ventline? Let's go to our loyal guy, Evan. Evan, what's up, man? How are you? What's Evan, up, what's up, dude? I'm doing all right. Yeah, man. Good right, to so, see you again, dude. Yeah, good to see you guys, too. Um, before I start, I want to to say, Phil, it was great editorial work to throw that random comment up there to spook Dex about his eyes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, someone said, my girlfriend is, what, mesmerized by Declan, obsessed with Declan's eyes. Huh? Huh? Yeah, <laughs> and I, I love the way that, uh, that Dex got spooked there. But you guys, you just wanted to say props on that. That was that was funny work. Um, but on thoughts on the game, um, I loved how they they rolled with the hot hand early, um, and I love that we were able to be as dominant as we were without even featuring some of the other weapons that we had. Like like you guys said, you know, Dalvin was more of a compliment. Um, I don't even think Herb didn't have a catch. Uh, Adam had three catches. And KJ may have had one. You know, so th- this was a. a a great, great show on how how dominant we can be. 
even uh even without us being you know clicking on all cylinders we were just getting started but i wanted to know what you guys thought of like the christian watson drop and and <laughs> how, how 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 much how much the dynamics of that games would have changed because my i was holding my breath because patrick peterson got burnt yes and, oh, and that's God, one thing yeah. i that's that's one thing i'm concerned of is cuz patrick peterson was really good for mike zimmer's scheme but this scheme i think his age is going to show a lot more so what do you guys think of because this was a great defensive performance, but how do you think it'll it'll be, you know, with better receivers going going forward? Because AJ Brown, I think, had ten for one fifty five. Yeah, yeah. The, so the, the one thing about that drop that I think changed the entire game because that was a perfect pass, and Watson just flat out let it go through his hands. Um, I after that, Rodgers basically quit trying to drive the ball down. The field. I think his. I in the third quarter. I looked. I think his longest pass was a twenty-nine yard gain by Aaron Jones. So it was just a, a pass to a back that he took for twenty-nine yards. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I really thought that from a Packer standpoint, that defined the game because if Watson catches that, he walks into the end zone. Like ain't nobody there who's going to stop him. Um, and that drop. That drop reminded me of a certain Viking in Denver. Who am I thinking of? Oh, I know, <laughs> Troy Williamson. It was like a literal, I mean, the ball's right here. ball's right the, here. The look on Aaron Rodgers' face the cam, when the camera showed him four different times, I want to bottle that look. I want that meme to be spread around the entire internet oh, I universe. i got to go back and see it. I, I oh, didn't see God. it. He just like he just had that. He's, he's not a very patient guy, and they talked about that a lot on the broadcast, too. I mean, this is a guy that just cuts his family off at the knees, you know? Yeah. Well, What's he going to do with a rookie? So, actually, the, dude, the broadcast asked him. It was uh, Greg Olson was Kevin Burkhart, uh, Greg Olson. And, uh, and Greg Olson said, yeah, we, you know, we, were, we were meeting with Rodgers this week for the preparation. And I asked him, would you, if given a choice, would you rather have 10 Randall Cobbs, like old, wily veterans, but obviously past his prime? Or would you rather have the young guys that you can mold like the Christian Watchins? And and he said, Aaron Rodgers told Greg Olson, I'd rather have 10 Randall Cobbs. Of course. He brought him back. <laughs> yeah, he got yeah. back there. Yeah, so, yeah, that was, that, I, who knows what the game would have been like. I mean, it's that's so deflating for everyone, and Rodgers then no, no longer trusts to throw the ball <laughs> his way. He's like, I'm done, so, I'm done throwing the ball down the field, bye. Yeah, and it's hard to blame him too much, I guess. So, all right, Declan, who's next? Vikings vent line. Yeah, I'll keep it rolling here. Let's go to uh, let's go to Dylan. Dylan, what's up, man? You're on Vikings Vent Line. Hey guys, good to see you. What's up, Dylan? Uh, nothing much. Just enjoying a beautiful victory and the fact that we're finally over 500 for the first time since I pretty much had just started college. So that's great. <laughs> what a landmark! Uh, oh yeah, great landmark. Um, yeah, last time I came on here last year, I was on here talking about a lot of disappointment. You could just across the entire fan base you could just see a lot of disappointment ready for the season to be over ready to just move on and something that i was noticing was we got to the end of the third quarter we were sitting at the end of the third quarter we green bay had scored a touchdown and uh we had punted right away and then the packers were just about to start another drive and it just felt like oh gosh here we go again mm-hmm. we're going to have this happen we're going to blow it and they didn't they went and punted uh, they made the exact Rodgers. They punted, and then we came down and went down the entire length of the field and should have, could have scored a touchdown, but we scored a field goal instead. And it just felt like a different team. And you could just see that throughout 
not only just uh, the coaches, you could you could see that through the players. Kirk just felt like a different person. He sounded different. He and I know that we kind of piggybacked off of that a lot. Uh, Harrison looked like he was he could still play another couple of years, which I was really excited about. He still can hit hard, which is good. Um, the one thing that I kind of was nitpicking on was I noticed that we allowed over 100 yards rushing again, which that's what they were doing. They noticed that we were they did a lot of and once the second half came around, they changed up their game plan. It was a lot of outside zone a lot of screen bubble screens, a lot of those type of things to try and get yards. And that stuff was really starting to work and thinking ahead to the Eagles game, they rushed a lot. I know they also passed a lot against the Lions, but they rushed a lot too. And that's something we really got to be careful for once we head over to the next week. Yeah. Dylan, a lot of awesome points, man. A lot of awesome points. Thanks for coming out. We'll definitely get you on again sometime just on the rushing thing. Yeah. I mean the, the Packers actually, so they ran only 18 times for 111 yards. They averaged 6.2 yards per carry and they had a handful of runs. I mean, Aaron Jones had a 29 yard run. AJ Dillon had a 14. So they, they had some gashes in there. And I think this only underscores how important it is to jump out to leads, build two score leads and lean on teams. And this is something I feel like we we would bring this up last year that, hey, the Vikings offense constantly takes their foot off the gas pedal. They led the league in three and outs offensively last year, and they rarely ever built big leads. They would get out, nice drive early, or maybe they'd be up by 10 or something, and then they would take their foot off the gas in most cases. But if you can get up by two touchdowns or 17 points, guess what? Packers probably can't hand off 30 times and jam it down your throat. Like, even if you have trouble stopping the run, they need to throw the ball to try and get their way back in the game. So just another example of why playing out front at home is such a huge advantage. You know, you know, I, James Lynch played a bunch t- today, and I think the one thing that we've talked about and we've seen, and I think today confirmed it, it would certainly be nice to add a veteran defensive lineman like an Indomitian Sioux. I'm just saying. Do you think that happens? I I don't know. I I don't know. I'm just saying they use they use a lot of rotation, and so Tomlinson's out, or or Harrison Phillips is out. So I'm just help the out there. I'm just saying. In Dominican Sue would look good in purple. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, he's I scoured not a, the airport. I scoured the airport today, Minneapolis not, and, and D.C. There is no, no, no signs of Indomitian Sioux. He's not great. I'm just saying it would be nice because they use a lot of rotation, and I don't know that the rotation is as stout as I would like it yeah, to be right now. Depth guy who plays about 25 30% yeah. of the snaps. I could, Not a starter. I could not see Not a starter. It. It's yep. okay. Or maybe a starter. Who knows? I'm just throwing it out there. Man, who's next? Vikings vent line. Another loyal guest. Let's go to our guy, Ben, in Florida. Ben, ben what's going on, you. dude? Sorry. Much better. Um, so first of all, um, I know there's a lot of things we can talk about, Kirk Cousins, the offense, stuff like that. But I just want to, I want to discuss two things here. First of all, Zadarius Smith. That dude was out there tossing people out the club. Like every time I, every time I saw him, he looked like he was just blowing guys off the line of scrimmage. Like it was, it was incredible. Like that, when that signing happened, I was. I was, I was excited about it, but now I'm just like, that is a game changer if he can stay healthy because he was just yeah. annihilating the Packers offensive line. And Dude, that, that strip, the strip sack that it wound up yeah. that, uh, that Hicks was credited with the strip sack and Daniel Hunter was there too. But that play started 
If you guys remember, A.J. Yeah. Dillon stepped up to try and take on Zadarius Smith and got trucked. Yeah. And then, and then all of a sudden, then everything collapsed in on Rodgers. It was uh, – yeah, if you it, go if you if you go back and watch it, if you can find a clip, if, if you guys missed it, yeah, it's it's up, it's 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 very noticeable. And the other thing, this game, I just wanted to look for see things like what was different, what looked different. And here's there's a sequence of the game where I saw like, okay, this is way different. the The Vikings are up two scores, and they are just hucking the ball, hucking the ball down the field to Justin Jefferson. They're just throwing it. I think they ended up with like. Two incompletions. Cousins had like a, I think it was like a really not ugly bad throw or something. And they got into the um, red zone, tried to throw it in the end zone, didn't work. But my thought was, you know what? I don't mind that. You're being aggressive. You're trying to be aggressive. And the 60-yard pass to uh, the Jefferson that set up, the, I think, the next field goal, That was that's what I want to see from Cousins. I want to see him move. He moved around the pocket, set his feet. Saw him, saw him, saw Jefferson deep down the field and let it go, you know? And again, Justin Jefferson, he's going to put those numbers up almost week in and week out because I just don't see a defense that's going to lock this guy down at all. So it's a great first win. I saw a lot of things, a lot of things that made me mad last year. They didn't do it in this game. So I'm all about good first impressions. The Quasi and O'Connell era has given me a great first impression. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Dude, awesome stuff. Ben in Florida, one of our longtime favorite guests on Vikings Ventline. Definitely get him back next week. Uh, let's keep it rolling here, Declan. We're almost an hour into this uh, week oh. one celebrash. What's going on? Let's go Let's go to Mike with oh, his Vikings swag you and family. What's going on, Mike? Who do we got right here? Who, who's, you your, who, who's your partner in crime? You guys, man. <laughs> All the boys wanted to say hi. <laughs> Hi, family. Hey, fam. Hi, Mike, fam. <laughs> I love you guys. Thank you for getting me out of my cousin's tandem. You know? <laughs> you guys woke me up. Dude, well, Thank we're not trying to get you out of your cousin's fandom. We're we're just pointing out the things that he needs to do better. You can still be a fan of cousins. I'm a fan of cousins, but I was a uh, cousins, you know, one of them guys who defended cousins all the time. Thank you guys for getting me out of that. <laughs> okay, all right, welcome. <laughs> you know, I move mountains for a living, and I hope the Vikings uh, do something we all hope they do this year. You know, I love you guys, and thank you for everything. <laughs> Mike, thank you. thank you, man. And by the way, Cousins was great today, largely. And if you got this performance where he's just pushing the ball down the field, being aggressive, building leads, like this is, you would take this every day of the week, all, all, all season long. Hundred percent. Thank you guys for letting me on the show. All right. And you guys for me. See you, Mike. Hi, family. <laughs> I love it. Man. Love that. A lot of family affairs today. I love it. It is. Good. We got this. Uh, it's a family a little, show. Little purple daily and Ventline families. Yes. Got you. All right. Who's All right. next? Let's go to uh, let's go to our guy Jamie. Jamie, what's up, man? You're on Vikings. Hey, how, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. I'm calling from Arizona. I do want to say I called in a couple years ago and said Cliff Kingsbury's gonna get fired and, uh, after today's Chiefs game. Oh, dude. I think it, it might have been a year off or so, but I think it's oh. going to happen here. It'll, come, it'll happen. What yeah. was the what, what was the final? So forty, the, the Chiefs yeah. decided to stop at forty-four points. Mercifully. Yeah, they decided to. And I do want to say to Judd, like the modern offense thing. Like you watch Patrick Mahomes; he's throwing freaking passes when there's like thirty-five seconds left. Um, oh yeah, you know, moving the ball down the field, and uh, that was pretty. You know, just from the Arizona perspective, it was like it was nice to see that happening in Minnesota. 
Um, as far my- as a Vikings fan, I've been a Vikings fan since I was eight years old. And um, man, after these few years of watching the Vikings, like we have to sit back and reflect on a couple of things. Like I was holding my breath when there's three minutes left and the Packers get the ball back. And I'm sitting there thinking, okay, the Packers can go down here and score a touchdown. And they don't, you know, like last year that happens. Last year they score a touchdown or they score something, field goal, something. They got points. And this year they didn't, you know, like that's a big change. Hopefully that we keep going through the rest of the season is that, that we tighten up our defense when we need to. Um, the other thing that I was looking at is just the body language of Coach uh, O'Connell. You know, you think about Zim the last couple of years sitting on the sidelines. You, you can't tell if we're winning or losing, like, which is okay. I understand as a coach, like, he's holding his cards. But, Zim, like, watching O'Connell pace the sidelines, I, I don't know if that's good or bad, but, like, different energy, different vibe. It felt good to see, like, the, his, his emotion, you know? Because, I, I don't know, maybe it won't feel as good when <laughs> we're losing <laughs> But, but it, it was a different feel, you know what I mean? Yes, so, it was. Yeah. It, it, it was, was a drastically, feel. it was yeah. a drastically different feel. Also, and Jamie, oh. great stuff, dude. Thanks for also, coming on. Got to say, X Men, oh. right here. Nice, X-Men really guy. great way Love to start it. the game. Cool. Awesome beer, man. Yeah, Love me some X Men. Right. Awesome beer. Oh yeah, Jamie. Boom. Thanks, Thanks Jamie. for support, man. I thought the, the just, and I wasn't there, Judd. You are there, and you were there for the game at US Bank Stadium. I saw a lot of comments from people just saying how loud it, it's it's loud there just generally but what 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 would you what were your observations about the noise and and the vibe and everything inside the stadium the vibe seemed good uh there were definitely packer fans here and there there were some let's go packer chants but it wasn't as obnoxious it felt like it, as it had been the last few years yeah. um you know beyond 2020 when when this when the packers opened here with no fans and it was really really bizarre but uh on O'Connell I would say this too there's a big difference when you go into coaching a game and you don't hate one side of the football and by the end I mean Mike detested uh, he detested the opposing offense and his and that became a problem Um, he was always waiting I felt like for the other shoe to drop of how Kirk and company were going to screw him because he was all about you know stay out there get my defense off the field blah 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 and and look O'Connell is younger he's an offensive guy and most importantly you know with athletes today i don't think the starting point can be you know what i really hate you guys but i love my defense and that was so yes the entire mood in the building just like training camp you guys it feels like a cloud fair or not has been lifted it felt like a cloud was over this team for the last two years and you could especially feel it in training camp last year that's gone are there going to be problems absolutely are there going to be guys hurt? Yes, absolutely. But I don't think that there's going to be an attitude of defeat. And and in sports, that's a it sounds stupid, but that's a big deal. If you go in saying, you know what, we're screwed, good luck. Right? Good yeah. luck. So yeah. like that's that is now gone. And and it's a buzzword and a cliche, but I think if you empower your players, it makes a substantial difference in how they think about you, the team, and the game. Speaking of empowering players, I saw a couple comments on the Purple Daily YouTube channel here that apparently Kirk Cousins handed out game balls after the game. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been here doing this, so if someone can confirm that, I will go with it for now. I and heard then I'm also- it was, was DeQuasey and Kevin O'Connell from what I saw on Twitter, too. So awesome. he handed out game balls to the basically the new regime in KOC and Quasi. 
I'm trying to remember if Kirk was ever able to or felt empowered to hand out game balls under Mike Zimmer, and I don't. It's I hard he, to say. I think he might have after the Saints playoff game. Yeah. I think the you like that thing involved a game ball possibly as well. But, yeah, it's – yes, it was definitely not a endearment thing. And, and, look, I mean, they are doing a good job of doing everything they possibly can to prop him up as a key guy uh, with this team, and they should. That's absolutely fine. If it makes him feel good, that's awesome. You gave us a chance at the end, but I got three words for you. You like that? <laughs> Did the voice crack? That's the question for today. Yeah. His, Did the voice dude, his, crack? He clearly came into today with, like, a new hard count kind of thing. Like, he definitely had a new hard count today. And But every time he hiked the ball, there was still the... Like, it, there was still a... <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'm here for it. The Kirk, tickled? The, the, What's he being yeah. tickled? He, it sounded like that's it. Correct. Like, tickle me Kirk. Like, that's what that's tickle. what it sounded like. He's Elmo. Yeah. Oh, no. All right, who's, who's next on Vikings Vent Line? Let's go to Keith. Keith, what's up, dude? What's up, Keith? Hey, hey. Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, we got you. Perfect. All right. First time caller. Got purple blood. Live in Wisconsin. So... This is good to see. Uh, you, get, you get to I, walk around town with a big smile on your face the next week or so. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. All my all my family, in-laws, everything. It's good to go. So <laughs> I would like to focus on some details here, actually, specifically with Kirk. So I feel like the last couple years, and I don't know if O'Connell had everything to do with this or, or if Kirk, Kirk took this under his own power to change himself this offseason, but... His right foot in shotgun is back now, and I feel like that was forward previous seasons. Wow. And also, I, two times I saw this today. He did like the Brady shuffle, like not a full step yes. when the yes, when the yes. when the pocket's closing, but just like a half step, shoulder shrug, and he actually I think he was two for two on those. But yes, well, one of them nuts. was one of them was the sixty-four yarder, right? Well, I think you, he ran up in the pocket on that one. You're talking the more two, the more subtle stuff, okay? Just just barely moving his shoulder, like a half step. Gotcha. And and just to buy that quarter second that he needed. That's really uh, intriguing. So there there was one play, um, I think it was in the second half, where where Kenny Clark he beat Ingram, and then Bradbury consecutively. So like they both tried to block him, and and Clark came in on Kirk. And I think it was an incomplete pass, but the point was Kirk had the ball like right here, and Clark went to swipe it, and if he hits it, it's a fumble. And Kirk got rid of the ball, which yeah. I contend the last three years Kirk doesn't do. Kirk was fumbles that, the play? that ball. It was an incomplete pass targeted to Dalvin Cook, I think. Over the middle. But right it up. saved them like a five yard loss on a sack. And yes. and, and the and, and Greg Olson was like, Oh, it's a really risky play. And it's like, you know what? I don't think it was. Because he kind of threw it out front of Dalvin, and it was it was wobbly, but it's not if, – if you know what you're doing in that situation and you're a 34-year-old veteran quarterback, it's not really risky. You're just avoiding a sack, and you're putting a ball out where only Dalvin can catch it, you know? Yeah, I think there was at least three times today where Kirk, previous seasons, is sacked, where he this. bought himself that time. Yes. Um, and to end – I would just like one request from you guys. I know you guys do this, but I want a full hour episode of Packers Vent Line after this game. <laughs> just dedicated to that. And okay, so I love that. It's funny because so Declan and I are on a text thread with with one of our producers at Hubbard Radio, Jason Stormer, who helps put together Packer and Bears Vent Line. 
So the station, and we we have friends that lost their jobs at the station. The fan in Milwaukee, and previously you know WSSP, the Green and Gold Post Game Show originated out of the fan in Milwaukee, and that station got the plug pulled on it about two weeks ago. So they don't do, as far as I know, I don't think the Green and Gold Post Game Show exists. So the show that we have been mostly tapping for those reactions, I don't think exists anymore. So we're trying to find out like if there, there's other stations, but I don't know if they post podcasts of their stuff. So we're kind of scouring YouTube and podcasts to see if there's a replacement for us. But, yeah, they got us in, in scramble mode for... For Packers, shut down all the, uh, shut down all of the Wisconsin sports radio stations. <laughs> I guess after this dismal performance today. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> that stuff was pure gold. Oh man. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. Uh, Keith, great stuff, dude. I love it. Bring right. the the inside football. football insights. I guess if there's any like fans of Purple Daily right now, like we're residing like Wausau or like. I don't know. I'm trying to think like obscure, like Appleton. If you guys know of obscure Packer radio stations where this still exists, please by all well, means let us and, know. And it's and we know and there's a bunch of sports stations in Wisconsin, yeah, but do they? A lot of them because you know, like Wisconsin takes about 15 okay. years to catch up. Like they're just figuring out who, uh, you know, like they're watching Total Request live on MTV for the first time now. They're just a little behind the times, but. I don't know how many of them post podcasts of their post game radio shows. Yeah. That's the problem. So get up to speed, Wisconsin. But yeah, we would take your we would crowdsource this if there's places where sad Packer fans are freaking out on phone lines. Let us know where. All right, who's okay. next? Good Vikings enough. vent line. Let's go to uh, let's go to our guy Keith. Keith, what's up, dude? How are you? Skull. Hey man. Hey, good to be on the show, man. I appreciate it. I've been watching the show since uh, man, ever since you guys started. I watch it every day at my job, so. Just appreciate the opportunity. Uh, to be honest, I'm that type of – I've been a fan since 1998. Um, so I dealt with a lot of up and down. I, I always wait for the, the worst case, you know. But this game, I felt different. I was relaxed. Uh, honestly, I felt like the coaches uh, coaches were organized. They knew it was a plan in place. And I don't know. I think the vibe was just different. Uh, Kirk, he definitely looked good. Uh, I'm not a Kirk fan. I'm not, but not to be negative. I'm not a Kirk fan, though. I think uh, he has caused a lot of issues with us in order, like, to elevate our offense in a way. But I know, I know, uh, Kevin O'Connell will help that. Um, but I, I'm, I want to see the big games. I want to see, you know, as we continue to move on. Great game, though. Uh, the defense looked great. Janelle uh, Hunter and, um, you know. Uh, our rush, our rushing defense. I, I mean, the rush defense looked good. It also helped the pass. So I, I, I it was exciting. Um, a lot of positives. I think Garrett uh, Bradbury. I hope that don't bite this stuff because um, the inside pressure was still an issue. So yeah, it was just good to see, man. Justin uh, Jefferson, you know, amazing. Um, team looked good. Our kicker looked good. Uh, yeah, just overall good stuff, man. I just wish Irv uh, Smith would have got more, uh, you know, more targets. So I think they're kind of they're being careful with him, right? They they don't want to run him out there. That's coming. Yeah, I would be concerned he'll, about that. He'll get his chances. Keith, great observations, man. Thanks for coming on, and we'll definitely hey. get you on again sometime. Yeah, appreciate the opportunity, man. Have a good night. Th- Thanks, right. Keith. Greg Joseph from fifty-six yards too. I believe that tied a yeah. franchise record. Injuring uh, Blair Walsh held. 
Mm-hmm. So it's a t- it's a th- three way kicker tie now, fifty six yards. You know, it's amazing what a kicker can do when his head coach doesn't despise his existence on this earth. Yeah, it's a, he he just has this beautiful. It's I, I posted a gif of Rory McIlroy hitting a drive after that field goal. It's this beautiful right to left baby draw right down the middle. I do mm. it all the time. Yeah, Just like great. Declan's game, really. Yeah. Oh yeah. No Reminds me that. of Declan. Yeah. Although Declan, yeah. instead of it being like three forty, like Rory McIlroy, you know, it takes Declan six shots six to go three hundred forty yards. Not that well, I hey, should. The handicap. Talk, the handicap's at twenty four right now. Okay, it's dropped seven points since the start of the season. Why couldn't oh. you have stopped? Dropping, all right. Why couldn't you just up. have stopped? You know, compliment Declan, move on. Instead, yeah, you had to I go can't. and rip him. Uh, no. <laughs> no, I'm just. I'm making serious. a golf observation. That's fine. Be insecure about it. All right, who's next on Vikings Vent Line? Let's go to our guy Kyle. I believe he's on the porch right now. A little celebratory hey, cigar. Gentlemen. Absolutely, and a little bit of scotch. Just doing oh. a nice after a wonderful win. Uh, basically, grew up in North Dakota, moved to Georgia. And I just got to say, it just feels different, you know, back from 1998 with the Favre thing. But, I mean, watching Kurt move up in the pocket, push the ball down the field, getting after Rodgers, I mean – I understand Bakhtiari was out and Rodgers no longer has Adams, but I mean, he was still doing Aaron Rodgers things and we were differently. It's exciting. Yeah. Dude. That, first of all, I love, I love your whole vibe here, man. This is great. You're outside. You got some scotch. You're, you're, you're smoking on a little cigar here. Yeah. Um, mentions you're, you've mentioned 1998 and I think a lot of people just feel that difference. So, um, great stuff, man. Thanks for coming on here, Kyle. Yeah, I, I got to say, Judd, you saying that a cloud has been lifted. I haven't been this excited. You know, I'm, I'm always excited for Vikings at the beginning of the year, but this was an important win. I think it's, uh, you know, yes. paving the way for the future. And the performance so, you, was... Dude, great Thanks, stuff. Kyle, Kyle man. The performance itself, too, to, to me, was, like, really enlightening as to far... Because, I mean, we didn't know. Like, we, we talked for weeks about... Because... They didn't, and they're not going to show a thing in the three exhibition games. We talked for weeks about, I wonder what it's going to look like. Yes. And here's the thing alone. When you come out and allow Justin Jefferson to do what Justin Jefferson did, I think that's the most important thing. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Because he can, he, 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 it's not fair, but he can catch everything. <laughs> I'm doing some tallying here, too, because one of or the things there. we talked about at the end of the the Zimmer run was that just the, and I'm not trying to make it, make it sound simple, but at the end of the day, you've got explosive weapons on offense. You should be doing your best to get the ball to those weapons as often as possible percentage-wise. And there would be games where, like, there was literally games where Jefferson would have five targets or seven targets. or five, I think there was a four-target game in there, maybe against Dallas. And so how do you justify that of all the plays you're running? And so today, just taking the passing targets, so 31 31 passing targets, according to the ESPN box score here. Jefferson, 11, which is a, that's a great number. I, I, I could see it going higher at some point, but like anywhere between 10 and 15 for him is, yep. should be every single week. Yep. Uh, Thielen only had four, but you know, he, so 11, four, it's 15. Dalvin had five, so that's 20. And then KJ Osborne, I'm going to put in this bin too, because I think he's pretty explosive. Uh, so that makes, tw- so 24 of the 31 targets were to your four. Best offensive playmakers. And then yep. tack on another 20 carries for Dalvin Cook on the running side. That's what it should look like. Who are yeah. your four best weapons, and how can you get them the ball like three out of four times? And then sprinkle in a Johnny Munt over here, Irv Smith, Alex Madison. You know? 
and where this game is absolutely the perfect game is is now in week two, Philly is going to say, we are not going to let 18 beat us. We're going to double him. We're going to blah, blah, blah. Okay, that's great. Guess what? 19, 17 become huge fa- factors. So, like, and you can still throw t- to Jefferson. So, like, the whole thing is, like, today sets up this just great trickle-down of, okay, you can try and take Justin out of the game, but you're picking your poison then. Or Dalvin Cook in the passing game. Like, there is a lot of things to, to come that are going to, I think, build off each previous game. Yes. All right, who's next? Vikings event line. All right, let's try our guy again. Vikes fan 47 here again. There he is. All right, can you hear us? Oh, oh no, we can't hear you. Is he muted? No. No. We might just have some uh, audio some problems, issues, man. Unfortunately. Can you uh can you give us uh give us a, a nonverbal cue of how you're feeling today after this game? <laughs> That's Not a great one, actually. Just woo. <laughs> He's just waving his hat around. I think now, now, his, now the visual is kind of cutting out. Uh, all right, we'll work on a different method maybe for, for next week for one of our cabinet members there. All right, let's keep, keep it rolling here. Yeah, this guy's been in queue for a while. I just got to make sure his screen's actually on. Q, are you there? Q, do you got us? Looks you guys like, hear me? Uh, we, got, we, got really we got, we got the it's audio like, just, of you. It's just like a blurry uh, thing of you. We can hear you okay. Can you hear me? It's like you're an aberration. Hold on. Let me try one more time. Looks like a carpet pattern. Oh, yeah. That's okay. As long as we can hear you, we're okay. Okay, yeah. Well, you know what? First off, I got to say Skull Vikings, man. I mean, they went out there. Come on, man. That was beautiful to see. Second thing I got to say is, you know, everybody is talking about Kevin O'Connell and this offense and yada, yada. All I got to say is, duh, duh. I mean, we got all these weapons on this damn team. What did anybody think would happen if we got somebody who actually is going to coach the offense to, to coach the offense? Literally, it, it's, it's, it's duh. How are we not giving J.J., like you say, 10 to 15 targets a game? I remember one, one, one week uh, J.J. was talking about he wanted some more targets, and Mike Zimmer said, oh, yeah, he's got to show me something in practice, and uh, we'll, we'll get him some more targets. What do you mean? Show you? He's Justin Jefferson, man. Like, come on. Like, what, what, what's going on? And uh, you know, one last thing I want to add is, man, the defense. Nothing, nothing, nothing tickles my pickle more than seeing Aaron Rodgers get his brain busted <laughs> the whole damn game. And those boys were all over him. Hicks, I thought he was gonna knock his face mask off when when they smashed him in that that whole little sandwich hit. Oh my god. I, I was screaming the whole game, man. That dude, Hicks, he's going to be a problem, man. He was all over the field. I like that guy, man. But uh, I appreciate you guys letting me on the show, man. Uh, just wanted to say uh, school bikes, man. It's a good W out there. Awesome, man. Q, thanks for coming on. Great stuff. I want to say Q might be the low-key MVP of, of all the guests here. Yeah. Grinding, <laughs> grinding through a, a broken camera. He had the fire alarm chirping in the background every thirty seconds. That sound is PTSD <laughs> for me. Like even I, I looked around the first. Oh, like, oh my god, is it my room? Like I was like, is this is it mine? I oh, live god. in paranoia because one of the there's a room in our place that has a ceiling that it's like kind of a I don't know it's like an angled ceiling. Okay. And and whoever and so we rent this place, love it. But there's like a seventeen foot peak on this ceiling, and that's where they put the fire alarm. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. And so you literally have to have a ladder to get up there. That's it's what like, Royce has waiting for that to happen. Pat that happened last thing. year, and I had to I had to literally pay someone to bring a ladder that big because I don't have one at this townhouse. So 
I also was uh, shook by that noise. Oh my God, is it? Is it mine? No, it didn't bother me at all. <laughs> well, I'm a, I'm hopefully a they have pro- proper fire alarms in the press box at U.S. Bank Stadium. This place ain't going up in flames. They've had, the fu- they've had that fire they can have, go off for too. They can have fires all they want. <laughs> I ain't, I ain't budging. Vent line time. All it right. is all right. We're uh, let's keep Couple rolling more. here. Vikings vent line. Couple more. Let's go to uh, let's go to Rashad. Rashad, what's up, dude? Hey, what's up, bro? My phone actually died. I was up had a minute. Bro. I was on last year. I don't know if y'all remember. I had my daughter with me. Uh, shout to everybody. I appreciate you guys. I was actually at the game. Nice. Little horse right now, but I was there. Yeah, you got the Kirk Cousins program. Look at that. Yeah. Uh, a few things. One, you know, Justin Jefferson. Look at rock. Jesus Christ, I'm so glad we have an offensive-minded coach. I scream at Zimmer. I loved him early on. I don't know what happened. I caught stuck in his babies. God bless him. I hope he's helping be on him. That being said, um, and I heard people allude to this earlier. I do think we need to taper it a little bit. I never said – I never thought Green Bay was that good. I just didn't. I mean, especially losing everything they lost to Devontae Adams. I don't know who their receivers are. It doesn't look like they do either. At the same time, I mean, I was a little worried about the running game. I thought we did a good job, you know, kind of closing in on them. But they got off up the middle on us, right? But um, I didn't think Green Bay was that good of a team anyway. So I'm just – I'm curious to see what we do away from U.S. Bank Stadium um, and against a decent opponent. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't think – I think we're going to be kind of shocked. By, well, we won't be because we've been watching them for years. But I think other, other teams and all these idiot journalists will be really shocked with how poor Green Bay plays moving forward. Also, Declan, I meant to tell you last time, bro, I actually work at Central, man. Oh, you did? I work at Central, yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah for sure, for sure. Um, but um, I'm, I'm a true Go Central. Minute, Love the Twin Cities. Uh, I moved up here from the East Coast uh, just yeah. to watch Vikings games, and I'm here now. I'm loving it. I mean, I was at the Minneapolis Miracle, too, straight up, and uh, we took a good one today. I mean, I'm, I'm curious to see what we do the rest of the game, I mean, the rest of the season. But today I'm gonna take this. I'm gonna take this W and shut all my idiot Packer fan friends. Up. <laughs> yes. Oh my God, this felt so good. Amen. Thank you guys. Awesome man, Rashad. Great stuff, dude. Great Go stuff minute, from Rashad. Love it, Rashad. Yep. All right, we have uh, at least one more here potentially yeah. on Vikings vent line. All right. Yeah. Let's go to Eric. Eric, what's good, dude? How are you? Hey boys, what's up? What's up, dude? What's going on, man? Dude. Big John Randall fan, the lifelong oh. Vikings fan. I live in Connecticut. I've never been to a Minnesota Vikings game at home. I've only seen him on the road. Oh. I found out today I got tickets to the Jets game, so I'm finally coming to Minnesota. I can't nice. wait. Nice. Nice. Um, but the points I wanted to see about this game was like, and no one's really saying about it, is like, how about Alexander Madison getting some hard-earned young, uh, hard-earned yards when we really, really needed them to keep yeah. just things going and giving Dalvin Cook a break? Because it seemed like Dalvin Cook a couple times – Needed a break. I saw a couple times of him going out and he'd have to wave in, you know, maybe somebody for some relief. He was awesome. Greg Joseph, oh my God. What was it, 56? 56. 56. Just, just oh a my God. beautiful right down the middle. Mm, it was amazing. No sweat. So it's just awesome to see the new vibes. KOC, Quazy, they're doing the right thing. And like a lot of these guys, a lot of us lifelong, I'm going to get teary eyed. A lot of us lifelong Bring Viking fans are like, we're like, Oh my God! A breath of fresh air. It's not three runs up the middle and let's try and get it past. It's it's modern football, so we're yes. like in it. I know it's only one game, and I don't want to get excited. And I, I know 
there was there was a guy on before and it was like a total Debbie Downer, but like <laughs> and it wasn't Judd. I know it wasn't Judd, <laughs> no. but like well, it was a fan that's only been a fan. You know, he's he's had some heartbreak, but not the heartbreak that most of us like that remember, like Warren Moon losing to the Giants or mm-hmm. you know Kevin uh, Gary Anderson missing the kick, and you know it's like oh, oh stop. there's some pain there. I remember the the game against the Giants. I was snowboarding up in Vermont and they were like, don't even come upstairs. I'm like, what happened? It's, it's like, it's already 14 nothing. I'm like, what? Yeah. So it's like, just to, to see like, there's some progress now, hopefully. Yep. And, 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 and at the end of the day, we beat the Packers and we made Aaron Rodgers look so upset and so disheveled. I mean, there's nothing Miserable. better than that. So they crunched awesome. him. They and crunched him. They damn near show. killed him. I know. I yeah. love it. I love your guys' show. I found you guys at towards the end of last season. I just happened to find a YouTube link. I'm like, these guys, I've been listening to you, your podcast, all of them. It's amazing. Awesome. It's, you guys do a great job. So. Eric, welcome to yeah, the, the club here on Purple Daily and Vikings Vent Line. Definitely don't make this the last time sure. you come on, dude. All right. All right. See you, Eric. Thank you, guys. man. All right. In December. Let's go. For the go January. Johnny Randall. Awesome, right. man. All right, Eric. Take care, dude. That was great. Love, that's a great way to wrap it here. On Vikings Vent Line. And, um, yeah, spread the word. If you guys are new to the show, please click subscribe on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. We do this after every Vikings game. But then we also have 365 days a year. It's called Purple Daily for a reason. We are bringing you, even in the off season. you guys are doing daily Viking shows in June? Yes. We don't take time off. Do them. <laughs> yes, we are. So um, thanks to everyone. If you've been a longtime listener and participant on Vikings Vent Line and Purple Daily, or if you're brand new today, perhaps for the first time, welcome in. We appreciate all of you. And thanks also to uh, TCL and Surly again for being great partners here on these post-game shows. Uh, Judd, any, we're going to do a full breakdown on the Monday episode of Purple Daily. So we've, you know, we don't have to go too deep here to wrap this episode. But just any quick final thoughts from, from you at the stadium, Judd? As you uh, dissect a twenty-three to seven week one win, week one of the Kevin O'Connell era. Yeah, I I should say it's this. Uh, put as simply as possible, despite the fact that a lot of fans out there think that I hate the Vikings and I hate Kirk Cousins and I hate the entire franchise and I hate every team in town. That's not true. What I'm after is excellence. What I am after is seeing superstar players who are treated like that. What I'm after is a product that I want to watch. And the last two years, the Vikings became incredibly difficult to watch and it is our job all of us to watch every game which is awesome that's great that's a great life but that being said what we saw today was a lot of fun and and do i think that this team after one game is going to win a super bowl no absolutely not do i think that i saw a product that is going to be really enjoyable and is not all of a sudden going to get stupid yes i do so my feeling is this. I want to be rewarded with a team that I think is likable, that's run well, and that does things that make sense. In other words, not the Twins. And the Vikings provi- <laughs> provide... Just a drive-by just thing drive-by. shot there. Okay. Twins, just a- I'll have more to say on this tomorrow on Mackie and Judd, <laughs> but they deserve what they get. But anyway, the point is, yeah. the Vikings today took what they had and really made it pay off, and it starts with Justin Jefferson, who is a superstar and is going to contend to be considered the best receiver in a league that is filled with outstanding receivers. That's my thought. This was a breath of fresh air today. I don't know what the next 16 games hold. They have to go on the road on Monday Night Football next week, and that's a, a whole thing that we will talk about as the week progresses. But for right now, this has to feel damn good for all the Vikings fans out there who have 
just grinded through the last couple of years of mediocrity and misery. And uh, I've said it a couple of times. I'll say it again. This is the first time. And, and, and real quick, to your point about negativity or whatever it is, we hold this team to a high standard. And we want this team to do the only thing that it hasn't done as a franchise, which is win a Super Bowl. And so, you know, the fact that this is the first time in almost a thousand days they've been above 500. Well, let that sink in for a second. Almost a thousand days of them not being able to get even above 500. And so it kind of pissed us off a little bit. <laughs> We've been negative Kinda. the last couple of years. So this is a this was a great step in the right direction today. And it has to feel pretty good for for Kevin O'Connell, too. Um, what about you, Dex? What are your quick thoughts to wrap here? Yeah, I'm, uh, it was just a great taste to open the season with a win against the Packers. I know some people don't like playing your biggest rival to start the year. I love that. I don't like playing, you know, Cleveland. I don't like playing Carolina. I don't like some softy that you have to play to start the year. Play one of your best teams, make a statement, and do that. Um, so I, I thought that the, the way that they looked, and the way also just the Packers looked disheveled, like Rodgers looked absolutely pissed. LaFleur looked like he didn't have any answers for what was going on. It might be a long year in Green Bay. I mean, a classic overreaction Monday that we'll obviously get into tomorrow. Dude, they looked way worse week one last year and still finished 13-3. and It's true. So, like, egg in the face is potential. Old tweets exposed. We'll do all that fun stuff if this ends up not looking the way it's supposed to go. But even tomorrow, you know, we're we're kind of changing up even a little behind the scenes how how we're doing Purple Daily tomorrow. So, like, we'll have some hottest takes. We'll have just one pie chart. I'm just excited to talk more about this game as we get closer and as we uh, inch along throughout the 2022 season. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna our Monday episodes. Uh, we're we're adding a a new segment. So so and we're adding a couple new segments. I'm gonna I'm gonna spring one on you guys on Tuesday too. So um, yeah, we're looking forward to the season. Thank you all for for joining us on Vikings Ventline and Purple Daily. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad from US Bank Stadium, and our executive producer Declan Goff. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. See you guys.